Welcome to the Pilgrim's Odyssey, your guide to life's wild ride. I'm your host, Silwan Green. Every day we share incredible stories and valuable lessons on life and faith. Thanks for tuning in and make sure to share this odyssey with your friends and neighbors so all of us together can let our light shine. Welcome friends to another episode of the Pilgrim's Odyssey. I'm your host, Silouan. Great to be with you again today on this Tuesday. Loving being down here in Bossier City, Louisiana, meeting with some fine people, talking about mental health, resiliency, moral injury, community support, faith, all kinds of good things. The one thing that can be challenging, whether it's in my speaking or doing this podcast, is you got to kind of talk about bad things to get to the hopeful things. Because if you're not honest about what we're facing, what you might be facing, what our communities might be facing, it's hard to give what I think are really deep answers. You know, it's easy just to be all happy clappy all the time and, 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 and just be all positive and just talk like some self-help guru, but I'm not sure how helpful that always is because you motivate somebody that way. Like a lot of these self-help people do. Then people go back to the reality of the world and they're faced with it. And they're like, well, now what? Today's one of those days that I'm going to talk about something that's hard to talk about. Yet, hearing this story gave me motivation to keep doing the right thing, to encourage me in what I was doing. And it was hearing about the tragic. And you know, tragic can be an overused word. A lot of times things that are called tragic I'm not sure they're as tragic as they say. Well, this is an instance that tragic might not be a strong enough word. And it's the death of a six-year-old boy, a little boy named Aiden. Friday morning, out in Orange, California, on the 55 freeway, his mom driving him to school. She gets in some kind of road rage incident where, you know, something happens between her and another car. The other car shoots at her. And the bullet goes through the seat of her six-year-old. Heard on the radio, the little boy's sister being interviewed to the mom. Mommy, my belly hurts. They pull over, they call an ambulance. Ambulance comes, he's turning blue. Takes her little boy away. It's the last time she sees him alive. Two things from that incident rung in my head. One, don't let the worries and stress of the world take away from the thing that's most important, which are your loved ones, your children if you have them, your friends, your family. Embrace every moment you can. Don't take it for granted. Do it today. What would that mother give to have one more moment with her son? Think of all the things That day, driving him to school, she was probably thinking about if she's like you and me. Grocery shopping she's got to do, an appointment she's late for, stress with her family. I mean, who knows? Politics, the news. And it was just another day, take your little boy to school. Hopefully she had a good morning with him. Maybe she didn't. 
But how many times am I in that same situation and my kids or arms reach away and I could put a hand on them, I could hold them, I could hug them, I could tell them I love them, but I don't. And those moments are no different than the moments she was probably having right before he was shot on a freeway in California, completely randomly. There's a reason every day I remind you to to keep your eyes on the things that matter because we don't, because we don't. And then another thing that it reminded me of something we've ta- been talking about lately. You know, it's so easy to go down the road of the, the sky is falling. And when you talk about the situation in the world, it really is a challenge to constantly tell yourself, okay, look for the good. Don't exaggerate. Don't make things sound worse than they are. Be sober about it while at the same time you're speaking truth. And as I learned about this, I thought to myself, what would make somebody shoot somebody like this? Shoot into a car randomly because of some traffic thing. When they're on the expressway, I doubt anything happened that would have, you know, she was going to get somebody killed. They were probably arguing about trying to pass somebody or being in their way or who knows what happened. But that person was so offended by what happened in the car, they shot into a car probably not intending to kill somebody, but knowing it could, knowing it could scare them. And why would someone do it? And I thought it through. I thought about my own life, you know, times when maybe I've gotten angry in a car. And I, and, and I think road rage, that anger, it comes from a very simple human concept. It's, it's self-preservation and control. That, that in that moment on the road, you feel like somebody has taken something from you. You have taken my lane. You have taken my right of way. And because probably in that moment in life, you feel so out of control. You don't have depth. You don't have things that are lasting and that matter that are important to you. The mundane, stupid stuff becomes your life. You know, I saw it on another level going into prisons. And you'd see some of these institutionalized prisoners where no family comes to meet them. They're going to be in there forever. They're never going to escape. And it's like they own their cell. And if you like look into their cells like you've taken something from them. No, you can't look into my space. And you would literally get looks back like they wanted to kill you, and they might. And it's almost the same thing. It's like in a world where everything's becoming so cheap, where timeless things are being devalued, where, where, where things like family and faith are almost like dirty words. It's like a generation of people that what are they left with? You know, a, a kid raised in participant participation trophy culture what do they have in their lives that they see as value all it's selfishness really it's me the greatest value is me what am i getting that is mine and if you take it from me it's like an existential crisis it's as if you've killed something i love and in a weird way for somebody to be at the point that they're so angry at what someone did to them in traffic they shoot at them they have to feel like in that moment, this the act of taking something from them was a penalty worthy of death. And how can that happen in anywhere but in a selfish person? And what's scary, that's not the only incident I've seen lately of road rage shooting incidents. Incidents like that. Look at the murders or murders in Chicago. Think about that, that our culture is producing these people that just the smallest slight is such an attack on their self-worth that they feel the need to shoot somebody.
Reminds me of years ago when I spent a lot of time volunteering in prisons. And I got to be some friends with some older prisoners. And they were telling me how the prison had changed. How when they first went, even though, you know, you had to wash yourself, there was sort of a rule. There was sort of an ethics to the prison. There really was a code. And if you followed it, for the most part, you could stay out of trouble. You could keep your nose clean. He said, but what he had noticed with these recent generations, especially kids from the inner city and gangs who had real no upbringing, they were, they were brought up by gangs. He said they came in with, with almost like this, this death wish isn't even the right word. It's almost like a death reality. Like my life has no value. I'm not going to live very long. So I don't really care what I'm going to do. And he said they would come in and they would get in fights and they would do things that would get them killed over the stupidest things. You know, somebody cuts in front of them in line. Somebody has something they want and they take it. You know, they would do things that would get them killed, but they didn't care. Because in a sense, they had such little value in their lives. Little things took on great value. And I do believe that is the direction that our culture is going in. People are beginning to value things that don't have value. Imaginary things on a screen, on a phone. You know, they're, they're being told it, it, it's more about who your family is and how you look and how you're going to get ahead than it is how hard you work. And when you devalue things and you allow people to be selfish and have an attitude, what am I going to get and what's mine? You end up with people do not take the time to develop the things that matter. And when you threaten taking from them things that don't really matter, but it's where they find their self-worth, they do crazy stuff. So on this day, pray for the family of Aiden and families like his, randomly impacted by tragedy and evil, evil, anything that preys on the worst part of our nature, our selfishness, our desire to have it all easy, is evil. And pray for yourself and pray for your family that you will not allow yourself to find value in stupid things that can be easily taken away, like your lane in traffic. And that you will keep your eyes on the things that matter, that if you work for them, no one can take away. No one can take your faith. No one can take your love for your family. No one can take away making your life simple and being focused on those things. And tell people about it. There are people hurting all over. Their families, just like Aiden's, all over. Reach out to them, support them, help them. What's that woman's life going to be like? Someone on the radio said this, and it's true. She's going to wake up every day thinking about that boy. And she's going to go to bed every night thinking about that boy. And every moment in between, she's going to think about that boy for the rest of her life. And we cannot forget about her and others like her in our communities that suffer from that senseless violence. And it's a great way, by the way, it's a great way to aim high. Sometimes we aim high by getting down on our knees and helping others because that can be us. And it also reminds us, like Aiden's death reminded me, to keep my eyes on the things that matter and to speak up. To speak up. You're not, a, you're not an awfulizer. You're not a doomsayer. You just point things out for the way they are. And unless you identify a problem, you can't do anything about it. 
But if you do that, and maybe it's by helping somebody, a family like that in your community that maybe they suffered tragedy years ago and are still impacted by it, people have forgotten about them. Well, don't you forget about them. And in doing that, getting down to their level, going up to their level, you'll be aiming high. And you'll be able to spread your wings with love and with grace and with real hope that no one can take away. And it will help you keep your eyes on the things that matter. Time with your family, time with your friends, knowing that if you died tonight, you could look back on the day with no regret, knowing you had given your time and your desire and your love to the things that matter. And as crazy as the world is, and as much evil as we fight against, and as hard as it can seem, and as easy as it can be to be negative, 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 if you do that, you will find peace. You've been listening to The Pilgrim's Odyssey. Make sure you comment, share, and like this podcast so all of us together can let our light shine. For books, videos, and more content from me, your host, please visit Silouan.com. That is Silouan, S-I-L-O-U-A-N.com. Until your next visit on The Pilgrim's Odyssey, I'm your guide on life's wild ride, Silouan Green.